0: Once again, if you're here today and you're worshiping with us for the first time, we're so thankful that you are here. I see some family members and friends that are joining with us today. We're so glad you are here celebrating the season with us today. Can we welcome them? Amen. It's also a great honor to have, it doesn't happen often, but it's wonderful to have Bishop and Mother Wright worshiping with us this morning. Amen. Just a couple of quick things to make note of. There will be some refreshments that will be available at the end here. Don't forget, we still need to break down. But there will be refreshments that will be available at the end as well for some of you that didn't get your fill. There's plenty of cookies look like there's left over there. And we would like for everyone to get as many cookies as you would like. You can burn them off in January. Don't worry about it. But we're very thankful for you to be here. And don't also and don't forget also if you would feel at any time you feel like you would like to give, if the Lord speaks to you to give or you'd like to give and worship to the Lord, our offering baskets are available at any time. A couple of quick notes for those of you that are regular attendees here for Antioch United. I hate doing this, but I want you to hear this because we're going to have to tell you multiple times to make sure you understand. Uh, this week, there will be no activities. There will be no live, nothing. We're trying to give you a little bit of break Uh, of the holidays so that we can ramp things back up beginning in January. And so there will be nothing this week as far as live. Um, See your small group for further activities. Just because we're not having anything doesn't mean your small group doesn't have things going on. Also, we do have small groups today. And then next Sunday, even though it's two days before Christmas, we will be having our regular 11 a.m. gathering and our small groups. There will be no 945. So because there's no 945, we should be able to get here at 11 pretty closely. Amen. We'll work on that. Give me your number. I'll personally call you at 10 o'clock to make sure. Uh, so 11 o'clock for the next two uh, Sundays, we will be at 11 a.m. only. We're taking a break for the uh, over the holidays from our... Uh, discipleship session that we've been doing, and we're going to start that up again in January with some brand new life-changing material that you're going to be uh, involved in, and I like doing this just because I love celebrating what God has done. How many of you can honestly say, don't raise your hand because I'm raising a hand, and you feel like you should raise your hand, but you can honestly say that your life was, was was changed by what God did this year, especially in the 945. Amen? We're not the same we were when we started. Amen? So we're expecting even greater things in uh, 2019. So a lot of great things going on. If you're a part of the email, you'll see some of this stuff go out to remind you, but we don't want to make time uh, to do that. I, I don't want to just give you a Uh, a holiday uh, sermon. I don't want to just talk to you for a few moments on a holiday theme because it's the holidays. Um, In fact, usually as a preacher, I am terrible at holiday stuff. I never seem to get, you know, I can never seem to get on track or maybe God can't seem to get on track with the holidays. Uh, But I do believe that as we stand here today and I know a lot of you will not be here next week uh, you've got family obligations or you'll be out of town. And then obviously the the week between Christmas and New Year's is always a very difficult period of time. So for some of you, this may be the last time I see you for a couple of weeks. And I believe that we don't need to retell the Christmas story again. Uh, the story of the birth of Jesus. By this time, you have heard it. But here's the thing that we have to understand about the Bible that's important for all of us to understand who are who are desired to be disciples and students of the Word of God. Nothing is in the Bible by chance. The Bible is not a book written for a narrative. The Bible is not a book written for entertainment. Uh, The Bible is not written for a book so that we have something to read our children uh, to give them comfort before they go to sleep. Everything in the Bible has relevance to us today. If you don't see the revelance, the the revelance to it is because you haven't studied the Bible enough to understand it. You say, "What does a book written thousands of years ago have to do with me today?" Has everything to do with you today, because the Bible is truly the only authority in our life, and therefore everything that we do, say, understand, think, should be based in the Word of God. I know that's not a popular opinion nowadays, especially where it seems like if you believe the Bible in any capacity or any kind of semblance to the fact that you talk to an invisible God or you by chance hear that invisible God talk back to you, that you have somehow crossed over. And so we sit here today different than a lot of people. And we also sit here today that I'm assuming... That if you're here today, that you have some belief in the Bible. No, you may not know all 66 books. You may not be able to quote to me all of the Beatitudes. You may not be able to tell me all 12 apostles. You may not be able to give me all kinds of deep nuggets and understanding of the Word of God. But you do believe the Bible. You believe the Bible's true. So as we look for just a few moments, and I promise you I'll not be very long. But if we look just for a moment at the Christmas narrative, as we call it, even though it's not a Christmas narrative, when the gospel writers wrote it down, they didn't have, you know, uh, snowflakes and, and Christmas trees and ornaments around them and wanted to give a warm, fuzzy feeling. In fact, I hate to burst your bubble. You are more than welcome to do it. But if you give Jesus a birthday gift on Christmas, you missed it. That wasn't his birthday. Although I'm sure all of us in here would like a birthday gift at any time of the year. But the uh, the idea that Jesus was born on Christ, uh, December 25th, it doesn't take much study to understand that is way off. Another subject for another day. But I want just for a few moments to challenge you with, with three thoughts that maybe you haven't looked at before when it comes to this, to this narrative that we find in Scripture that we call the Christmas story. And that is really everything about God is revealed to us in this book. And therefore, even how His birth unfolded tells us about Our lives today. You say. Well what in the world. Does a child being born in a manger. Have to do with my life today. And the obvious answer. That most of us would go to. Would be a salvation answer. Well of course. It has relevance to me today. Because Jesus came and died for my sins. And you are correct. But there is more to the story. And a very. Large sense, you're absolutely right. That is the that is, but but there there's something that's even further in this story. And again, there is no need for me, or should not be a need for me today, to recount to you the story. We sang about the story today. You've heard the story. One of the one of the best songs ever written tells the story in such a beautiful way. And and I'm so happy that it's moved out of just the Christmas season. And, and you can hear it all year round, but the song, Mary, Did You Know, really tells the story beautifully. Because here's the point. The first thing that the that the, the story tells us is this, is that God does not force His will on anyone. That even the great plan of God involves someone willing to, To be a participant. Because we know the events, we've read the events, we've, we've we've recounted the events it's been made into movies it's been made into plays you can drive down and see churches that have nativity scenes and you see that scene there with this with this woman and we sang about it today that was, 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 was conceived of the Holy Ghost and all that but when you step back and you look at the story and you understand that when the angel appeared to Mary he did not appear to Mary to tell her what she was going to do he told Told her what was possible if she was willing to be a participant. He said, This is what God wants to do through you. If you're willing to be a vessel. You see, today I could spend literally hours. Don't panic. I could spend hours today giving you scripture after scripture. I could give you example after example. I could wax so eloquently telling you all the great plans that God has for you. All the greatness of God in your life. The slight problem. God will not force any of that on you. Some of you today are here, and this is not just for our guests. This is for a a lot of you here today. A lot of you here today are dealing with hurt. A lot of you here today are dealing with pain in your life. Maybe not just simply physical pain, even though a lot of us can say amen to that. But you're dealing with pain in your heart. You're dealing with pain of broken pieces. You're dealing with pain inside of you. And when you look at all that, I could stand here today and tell you with absolute confidence that my God is a healer. I can give you example after example. I can give you testimony out of testimony of people in this room and even in my own life where I have experienced the fact that Jesus Christ is a healer. He can see into any situation. He can look into the deepest and darkest recesses of your heart where there are the deepest wounds that maybe no one even knows are there. He sees them. And he's a healer. But you've got to be willing to let him be the healer. Some of you today are here and your life is bound by things. I was just recently uh, dealing with situation and, and, and there was an individual in, in, in the church and we, were, we, we, we share some common interests and so they were going to be, a lot of you know that I, I, I own a Jeep and so this individual in the church was going to buy a Jeep. And, and uh, there was a company several years back that I had found that uh, specialized in custom Jeeps. I mean, like, this stuff is cool and i 'm drooling, but i couldn 't get enough together to even uh, get there, but but there 's some situation to change, and so this individual was telling me that that they wanted to get it, so I said, you know check these guys out, and so they started getting conversation going back and forth and uh, um, um, discussing, and they were moving forward. Next thing you know, they found. The news, because this company had a Facebook page and they were following the Facebook page. They found on the Facebook page that the owner of the company, successful. In fact, at the time, he had 39, I believe that was correct, 39 custom Jeeps in production that he was building. Phenomenal. Just several weeks ago now, about a week, week two weeks ago, Hung himself. Someone that all of us in this room probably would have looked at and gone, Man, I would love to have that life. I would love to have a successful company. The guy had a successful company. He had Jeeps that were being shipped all over the nation. He was well known. He had a successful business. He was making money because we know that's the answer, folks making money. And we look at that and we go, man, what a life. Or the fact that maybe some of you ladies in here today have have looked out at your purse and you see that name on your purse that you're very proud to have that purse that says Kate Spade. Because it's a good purse. Come on, ladies, give an amen to that. You know, It's okay. But understand that this woman who had spent years being nationally and internationally known for designs, had been celebrated, decided this was it. And several months back, there was no purse, no dress that could save her. You see today, God's not fooled by your life. You can fool me. And you can fool everybody here, but God's not fooled. And here's the point. When you lay down on your pillow tonight, we're all equal. Because it doesn't matter if you've got 10 cents or 10 million. Everybody lays down. Everybody's going to go to sleep. The rich go to sleep, the poor go to sleep. The happy go to sleep, and the sad go to sleep. Eventually. You see, God's not looking at how you have created your life or what you want everyone to see in your life. God sees past all that. But you've got to make the choice. Are you going to be a participant in God's plan for your life? You see, here's the point. In order to be the participant, you've got to be willing to step out a little bit. Because let's be honest, how many of you ladies in here would be willing to come next week and say, uh, I'd like to announce to the church that I'm pregnant? We'd be like, oh, girl, who's the husband? We're so happy. Oh, who is he? Tell us about him. Well, wasn't really anybody. What? You see I was praying and the Holy Ghost fell upon me and the Lord told me I was going to have a child and uh, it was conceived the Holy Ghost come on let's be honest we can kill a mosquito and kick start a Honda all we want speaking in tongues but nobody in here is believing her especially if she doesn't have a husband Mm-hmm. so that's what we call them now Holy Ghost mm-hmm. is that Jim Holy Ghost Tom Holy Ghost LeBron Holy Ghost is that his last name is holy his middle name ok Holy Ghost yeah mm-hmm. yeah sure mm-hmm. we understand how many of you women would be willing oh we say oh what a privilege it would be to be, that, be Mary and to carry that are you willing to do what Mary had to do you see, God has all this stuff, but every bit of it requires something of us. And he looks for a willing participant. The second thing that the Bible shares with us in this story that doesn't really sound all that great. I'm not, it's not a very uplifting holiday, Holiday, I guess. I, was, I felt like it was going to be. Maybe we'll get there. Here's the other thing that it tells us, that when God comes in your life... It's going to be inconvenient. All the ladies here that have been pregnant, can you give me an amen? I remember she's not in here. My wife, and I know a lot of you had it the same way, so she was not unique, but my wife uh, did not have morning sickness. She She was not blessed with morning sickness. She was blessed with all day sickness. And she was not blessed with the first three months sickness. She was blessed with nine months of sickness. And I remember watching her carry our children. I remember in the morning hearing her. I didn't need an alarm clock. She was my alarm clock. Because I could lay in there and hear her. Sick in the bathroom with our middle child. She had a, uh, you know, everyone, I guess every, you know, every pregnant woman, you have your thing. Hers was anything that smelled good, like soap. Made her sick. Well, thank the Lord, my, life, my wife loves to be clean. But there's a problem. To be clean required being sick. Do You talk about the inconvenience of your life. I mean, come on, ladies. How convenient is the last couple of months? How convenient is that? How 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 is your life altered for that period of time? How much do you have to change your life because of what's happening to you? How much is that? Is it an inconvenience? Yes. But is it worth it? Moms? Because you know what? Nine months of inconvenience was worth it when that baby came out and that doctor looked at my wife and handed him that baby girl or that baby boy and she looked out and all of a sudden nine months went away. Because it was worth it. You see, the problem is we focus on the inconvenience but we don't focus what will be birthed in us because of the inconvenience. I cannot sit here and lie and say that God does not require some inconvenience. It's eleven o'clock and we're in church. Football starts in thirty-four minutes. It's inconvenient. It's inconvenient. Yeah, exactly. I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm trying. It's inconvenient. All of this is inconvenient. I don't feel like it. I don't want to. It. It's inconvenient. But if you look at the inconveniences, nobody would ever get pregnant. But the Bible says that Jesus endured the cross because of the joy that was what? Set before him. Your life will be inconvenienced. But the inconvenience becomes, becomes irrelevant for the joy that comes. Was Mary's life inconvenient? Did she have to ride on a donkey on a journey being Pregnant with child? Come on, ladies. You're driving a car with with air shocks and you don't want to go over a pebble. Imagine being on an animal. Every, it's amazing Jesus wasn't born on the wayside. It's a miracle she made it. I remember hearing my dad tell the story that when my brother was born, they were like, you know... He wasn't coming. He was cooking too long in the oven. It's like, you know, the, we got to get this thing moving. And I believe they owned a, a Volkswagen van. And so he took my mother in the van and put her in there and attempted to drive over every hole and bump he could possibly find. <laughs> Tried. She says, he says exaggeration, she says no. I'll go with the pregnant lady. Because the attempt was, whatever it takes to get this out, she did that. That's inconvenient. That is it. That's not nice. But no matter what the inconvenience may be to your life, it's worth it. Because what happens? And finally, here's the other thing that we find. First thing we find? Is that God needs a willing participant. Second thing we find in the story is it's going to be inconvenient. And the third thing we find is the culture is not going to see the significance or recognize the significance of what's taking place in your life. Because here is the creator of all heaven and earth. God himself, the I am, robed in flesh, lying in a manger, and people walk by and no one knew. You know, we talk about the wise men, three wise men and some shepherds. The town was packed to the point there was nobody else you could get a room with except with some animals. But no one else showed up because they didn't recognize it. You see, a lot of times things God does, nobody recognizes it at first. Here we are in this group of people, Antioch West, and we've been talking about all the great things that God has done in 2018. And the other side says, yeah, but nobody understands and recognizes it. Yes, but everything has to start in a manger. And for 30 years, nobody recognized it. Until one day. When he closed the carpenter shop for the last time, latched the door and stepped into his calling that the world understood the significance of that day. Don't judge where you are by the manger you were born in. Don't judge where you are because the fact there wasn't angelic manifestations of the fact that you're here today. Don't judge the fact that when you walked in here today, the roof didn't open and light shined down. And God said, you are here, my good and faithful servant. You were born in a manger, but you were not destined for a manger. But there's coming today, the scripture says, that all of creation groans for the manifestation of the sons of God. What God has done in a manger was not built to stay in a manger. But there is coming a day. And the day, I believe, is here for those that are willing to be participants, that are willing to be inconvenienced. There's coming today when we're, st- we're supposed to put the manger behind us and step into what God has called for every one of us. I'd like to challenge you this. In the last two minutes here today, I'd like to challenge you with this. For some of you, I will not see you again until the calendar year flips over. And I understand that the beauty of, in our society, even though it's not necessarily a biblical thing, but God uses all things. I understand in our society, the starting of a new year is always an excitement for a lot of us. Because at the January 1st at 12.01 a.m., we feel like we got a fresh start. 2018 is behind, and for some of us, 2018 has been good, others bad, and most of us half and half. But I challenge you, as you move into a new year, You've got a choice. 2019 can be defined as your year that you did your thing. And I guarantee at the end of 2019, you will see no measurable difference in your life than you see right now. Or you can decide that in 2019, that God, your way is what I desire in my life. Here's the problem. It's going to take you to be a willing participant. It's going to take some inconveniences. And most people are not going to recognize right away. I got to be honest with you today. If you go to get lunch today. And you decide that today I'm going to start eating differently. And you have a salad today. Nobody's going to come up to you today and say, did you have a salad? You look different. Are you eating differently? I can tell. You had a salad. No. What it would be. It will take choice after choice. Day after day. But if you keep to it. Eventually one day turns into five days. Five to ten. Ten to twenty. Twenty to thirty. Thirty to forty. You know what? Let's not look at December of 2019. God says today is the day. I can only take care. And you know what? Faith only works right now. Faith can't fix yesterday and faith can't fix tomorrow. Faith has to work now. I challenge you in Jesus' name to be willing to be a participant in God's plan for your life. And it will take inconveniences. Yes, it will. And nobody will recognize it at first. But I'm telling you if you would let God do a work in your life, your life will be changed. Would you stand with me today? If you're new with us today, and you have never been here, or we're so glad again that you're here, one thing that we have tried to do at Antioch West is we've tried to we've tried to give those who would who are willing, the tools needed to do what we've just talked about today. We have small groups. We've got all kinds of stuff that help you to make that choice. And we've got people that are willing to lock arms with you and go on that journey with you if you're willing. But you got to be willing to make that choice. It's got to start with you. It can't start with me. It can't start with the person next to you. It's got to start with you. And I'm going to ask you, if you're willing, just right now, we're going to pray. And we're going to ask God. And every person, in just in the next few minutes before we're done, is I want every person to make a decision between you and God. If you say, God, I'm not ready at this time, nobody's going to know. Don't worry. We're not going to tell you. God's not going to rat you out. Not God's not going to boom down and say, he said No. That guy, right? It's not going to say that. It's between you and God. But I wonder if in your privacy of your own thoughts and the privacy of your own prayers, if you could tell God, God, I say yes to you today. Father, I love you. Thank you for such a beautiful presence we've experienced here today. Fellowship, worship, celebrating together, and then the opportunity to share in your word. You see every life, every heart in this place today, God. You see us. You know us. You know our frame. You know our thoughts. You know our inner workings. Father, I pray today that by your grace, you would give us the strength to say yes to you. Yes to your plan. Yes to your will. Yes to you in our life. And Not just for those that are here for the first time, but God, even those that come here every week that are resisting change in their life because of what it may cost them. Lord, I speak grace upon them that they would say yes. That 2019 would become defined as the year of yes. Yes to you. Yes to your will. Yes to your way. That you would work in my life, no matter the inconveniences that would come to my flesh, that you would work in my life. I would become who you've called me and made me to be. I speak all these things in Jesus' name. Praise God. Can we just take one more morning, lift our hands, and give God thanks in this place? He's worthy. Can we do that? We give you thanks, Father. We thank you. We give you praise. You are so great. We love you. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. Don't forget today we have small groups. Please do your best to go to your small groups. We will be here next week for those of you, 11 a.m. Really quickly, don't leave yet. One last thing. If I don't get to see you and my wife doesn't get to see you, on behalf of myself and my wife, Hope, Charity, and Noah, we wish all of you a very, very Merry Christmas and a wonderful and happy and safe New Year. We love all of you. God bless you. Shake some hands. Pick up a chair and pick up a cookie. God bless you.